Today's podcast is brought to you by Smith Game Calls. Go to smithgamecalls.ca and check out their wide variety of game calls, all handmade right here in Alberta. This spring, I've set a goal to kill a bear and call one in with a diaphragm call by Smith Game Calls. So that's my game plan. I'm going to get one of their predator diaphragm calls. Um, I've practiced quite a bit already with a few different ones and see if we can call a bear in and take one down with uh, with a rifle. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to film it all with the Tacticam. So yeah, stay tuned. And as per you guys, check out smithgamecalls.ca and use promo code NONTYPICAL for 15% off each and every call on their webpage. Cheers. This podcast is brought to you by Tacticam. Right here in my hands, I got the Tacticam 5.0 Ultra HD sporting camera. This thing is eight times zoom, ultra HD. It shoots in 4K, 2.7K, and of course, 1080p. Um, it's got fantastic image stabilization, Wi-Fi hookup to your phone, customizable uh, button pressing, and of course, it's weatherproof, waterproof, all that good stuff. Go to tacticam.com for all your self-filming. Share your hunt needs. T-Rex Knives. Local and handcrafted knives built right here in Alberta, Canada. Our hunting knives, fillet knives, and kitchen knives here at the T-Rack shop are custom built for each individual. We take great pride in our craftsmanship and produce an outstanding product made from high quality steel and finished with your choice from a large selection of handle material. Find us at Tracks Knives on Instagram and Facebook, on the web at www.tracksknives.com, or contact Joe at 780-831-5273 or email tracksknives at gmail.com to place your custom order from the T-Rack shop. You will not be disappointed. This non-typical nation podcast is brought to you by Old Smokes Coffee. Crafted coffee for the courageous. And that, folks, is the man, the myth, the legend... Tim Sanford with Old Smokes Coffee. Remember, use promo code NONTYPICAL at oldsmokescoffee.com. This is the Non-Typical Nation podcast with your host, Brody Teal and Eric Labrie. Let's talk hunting and absolutely everything else that goes with it. Okay, test your mic real quick. Check one, two, check, check. Mic check. Good to go. We are rocking and rolling. That's a nice shirt you got there, Manny. Yeah, you like that? Boreal Huntsman. His mom made it. Your mom made it. My mom did the design. My grandma knitted it all together. (laughs) Really? Wow, that's impressive. Right on, right on. Eric's got the Primal Adventures. I've got the Non-Typical Nation. (laughs) Represent. And yeah, we've got uh, Manny Schneider with us today. Back again. He's back. A surprise guest. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, (laughs) surprise. He's made nearly as many appearances on this podcast in the last month as you and I have. Yeah, it's almost like he lives in my house part-time or something. Yeah, yeah. So what's going on there? Is it the the horse or Katie is just amazing cooking or what is it? (laughs) 
Yeah, just checking. Choose up your on words the horse. wisely. Just checking up on the horse. <laughs> checking up on the horse. Yeah, I'm actually well, kind of just passing through. I'm heading okay. To the mountains this weekend. Do nice. Some snowboarding. So. Yeah, yeah. Snowboarding, right on. Yeah. It's plus five out today, and he's going snowboarding. Snowboarding. Right. Yeah, on. He told me he was going snowboarding, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's like there's still middle snow of April. Where is like, oh, like, are you bringing your binoculars? <laughs> You're supposed to be checking for bears when you go to the mountains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. I actually, I went for a cruise last night to go back to the bear bait that I tried filling up a week and a half ago. And down the trail where I quad, it was still up to my knees in snow. Yeah. I had that today too. Did you? Yeah. I like, it was, it was the first, yeah, the first time I fell on the baits this year. So okay. So on my way down here, yeah. I stopped at the baits. I had to retrieve a camera that I had in the area, but it was set up for deer. Okay, yeah. And, yeah, it was up to my knees in yeah. some spots. And so then, did you hike your bait in, or did you quad in, or what did you do? I hiked. Yeah. hiked it all in, yeah. I just got, like, one of those little game sleds or Oh, whatever. perfect, yeah. Put everything in that, popcorn, dog food. Yep. Drug it into the bush. And there was one set of tracks. That actually oh, really? Went through there. Like, a couple days old. Oh, no way. Yeah. So in the bush itself, was there a bit of snow, or was she... Where the bait Melted, was, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. Wasn't it wasn't much. It was yeah. mainly ice and yeah, wasn't too much snow left. But up top, where where I had the camera set up for deer, some spots it was pretty deep there. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was a little surprised. Um, we were out there a week and a half ago. Got the quad just buried in snow. Ended up spending like three hours shoveling it out, and it was just a mess. So you we guys called her a day. A few times, eh? Yeah, we got the side by side stuck, the fucking quad stuck, and it was Amy and Jackson with me. And yeah, it was one of those moments where she's like, Don't go down there, you're gonna get stuck. And I'm like, I'm just going a little ways. It's hard packed. I'll turn around. As soon as I went to turn around, just sunk right in, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like three feet of freaking snow. Yeah, you gotta and... be if you if you're gonna take your wife with you, you have to be willing to be proven wrong in your element. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It gets humbling. It is. Yeah, that's why I told her. I said it's a bonding experience. Yeah. You know, when we got home that night, we all uh, we felt like we accomplished something because we brought the quad back. I was willing to leave it there. At one point, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna let her melt, and I'll come and get it in a few days. Or was or that is, was that what she was saying about you? She's like, I'm no, willing to leave him no, here. Well, I'm yeah. gonna go home. <laughs> you can stay with your quad. <laughs> Yeah, well, she did. She mentioned that a couple times. I said, "Well, if you're going, I'm coming with you." I imagine. And she's like, "Okay, some... well, we're getting this fucking thing out of the snow then." Yeah, so I would imagine there's some colorful language. Yeah. going on. Yeah. So <laughs> we, yeah, we we didn't get very far. Ended up just just uh, leaving a barrel there in the bush, wrapping it to a tree a little ways off the road. And I went back uh, yesterday, and yeah, went down the trail. Seen there was some snow, made it about halfway down, and then I'm getting hung up, and now I'm rocking the quad to get a little further, and now she's, like, it's deep. So I started walking, and I had my my big, tall rubber boots on, and, uh, yeah, snow was right over the boots, and I didn't even get into where the bait site usually is. But you didn't bury your quad this time? No. You were able to get it No, out. Yeah, yeah, I was able to get That's it That's the out, worst so. when, you're, like, when there's just enough snow yeah. to just eat. Oh, it's axles and everything, and then you're stuck. Well, and it's frustrating too because I'm driving down the road and the ditches are are dry. You look in the bush; there's not much snow, but of course, down the like the two axes to the bait site, there's just a ton of snow. And um, so I had the bait already in the barrels, so they're quite heavy, you know, because they're filled right up. 
Uh, so I wasn't going to drag him in. I just ditched him there a little bit further now. <laughs> and then I'll go back and I don't know, five to seven days and try her again. Yeah. So I'd like to get, a, get out about three or four baits in this area. So at least when I go and fill them up, we can hit a few of them. Yeah. Um, now you, do you have one that you usually just go full bore on or do you have yeah. a few different baits? I did two last year. Okay. And the second one was, was a new spot. Okay. And like I had two bears on that one. Oh yeah. Shot one there. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's nice. You know, you, you really see, um, how important it is to have an established bait year after year, yeah. right? Because they, they know, and if they have, if there's a sow that comes around with cubs, well, when those cubs get older, they might come back on through and might bring more bears. So, yeah, um, yeah the main one I use, like I said in previous podcasts, it's been guys have been baiting there for like 25 years. Yeah. Okay. And he's, and they're all picky. Yeah. People that bait in that area, so these bears are left alone. They mm -hmm. can grow. So, yeah. is this the bait site that you uh, filmed that episode for Non Typical Nation last year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the only one I'm running this year. Yeah, because you had some good bears on there. We actually mentioned it on the last podcast with you, that big, huge, fat one. Yeah. You know, not not super, like, nose to tail, not super huge, probably five and a half footer, but real fat. Yeah. Like, he's, or heavy set bear. As far as I know, he's still around. Is he, eh? Yeah. But uh, I got a friend coming up from Calgary this year who's going to sit that. Yeah, that, that'd that be a good bear. I don't think I'm going to be hunting it too much because we're going to be doing the mountain bear. Mountains, hunt, yeah. So. Why I'm only running the one bait. Yeah, right on. Actually, the bear that I stretched, uh, the rug that we did um, a week ago, I think I stretched it, or on the weekend or something, it was only five feet, but it's as wide as that sheet of plywood. Yeah. yeah. Which it, usually they're about a, a foot less, you know, by the time you stretch them out wide or, or about five inches on either side. But this bear was short. He was only five feet. He had a big head. He had big paws, but just a short, stubby, old bear. They're just like people that grow in all directions, right? Yeah. Well, and we've seen six and a half foot bears that have 18 inch skull or high 18 skulls. And then we've seen five and a half foot bears that have 20 inch skulls. Yeah. Just like, you know, just like people. Yeah. That's right. So, um, so yeah. Are you, uh, you got some bread now and some oats? Yeah, a little and, bit of bread. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the usual. I always run two or three baits. Yeah. Just different spot. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to yank, we talked about, uh, talked about that one bait a little bit on the last podcast where that guy set up sort of beside us. So, you know, we got the target bear off yeah. of that bait. Yeah. There's not really any other, there's a lot of bears. There's not really anything else that really turns my crank. And that bear was basically a cub the first year I baited it. And I watched it every year trying to get it and we yeah. got it last year. So I'm, I'm very happy to close the book on that bait. Um, go and you know, check everything out. Maybe pull my two by four out of the tree since this stuff's so damn expensive right now. <laughs> and then, uh, and yeah, go just go to a different area and sort of make everything all in the same, like you said, yeah, all in the same territory. So you yeah, can yeah. hit all the baits that all makes at once. It easy. Um, I want to talk about that that brown bear that we killed. So, when did you first see that bear? Would it have been 2016 or? 15 right around there you yep. still had your ranger 
Would have been 15, yeah. Okay. And so, uh, like, what do you mean by a cub? Was it a, a like... He's like a, a year and a half year It wasn't that old. year. Okay, so... He didn't have a mom with him. Okay. Yeah, so he was like a two-year-old bear. So it was like a four-foot bear, basically. Yeah, he was just like a little... A little, little bear. A little butterball. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that bear and, obviously and, had pretty good genetics. Yeah, and, and, and coming in with a sibling. Like, it was him. Oh, really? And a black one and the that black was similar. One. Okay. Same, similar size. And they'd always come in together. Because they'll do that. somewhere. Yeah. I have a photo somewhere. Yeah. Um, at a year and a half, because, you know, when they they have the, the cubs in the den, so this that, that summer they're fresh. They're six months they're or like whatever it rabbits. is. They're like rabbits. Just tiny, right? Yeah. And then the next winter, they'll often stay in the den with the sow as well, and then she'll kick them out in the spring. And they'll be like 90 pounds, 80 pounds. Yeah, and then so if she kicks them out, it, it isn't, you know, it's common for those two or three to stick together. Yeah. For a well, yeah, because Mama just doesn't let them follow anymore. Okay. And, and what, yeah. Sort of what I understand is that they'll like kick them away from their immediate presence, and, this, and but they'll still the cubs will follow for a little while, and yeah. then eventually the cubs are just on their own enough yeah. that they just sort of veer off in their own direction. But because it's normal to them, it's local. They hang out with each other, yeah. right? Yeah. Till they get territorial. Till they maybe go through their first breeding cycle. Yes. And then. Oh yeah, cranks start to turn in their head that go other other directions, other places, yes. right? So that was, let's say, you said sixteen or fifteen? Uh, I think it was fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. So we killed that bear in twenty twenty. So five years after. So that yeah. bear was six and a half years seven, old. Seven. Yeah. Seven years Something old. Something like that. He would have been. He would have been. Yeah, it would have been the spring, and he didn't have. So he would have been two and a half. Do you year. have any trail camera pictures that we could somewhere. throw up on yeah, here? I'll look for them. Okay. Yeah, no guarantee, but I have I have some from in between. I have some from like 18. Yeah, see if you I can I saw them the other up. day, so yeah. I have them for sure. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have the oldest ones. Because funny enough, actually, um, I lost... I had a quad box fall off my quad oh, leaving right. that bait. Okay. And so I don't know what happened. I, I remember being... My truck was stuck... Um, I had to use my quad to pull my truck out. It was a whole ordeal. I was by myself. By the time I got home, I don't know if I had unlatched my quad box at some point, wrestling with stuff, but by the time I got home, there's no quad box. Yes, I remember I had that. two trail cameras in it. One was full, unchecked, and it had basically been left there all spring long. Yeah. So I know I did lose almost a whole year of photos, but I do have some to piece together somewhere. Yeah, see what you got. So I was curious because that skull and that bear – um, it was just a hair shy of 19 inches. Yeah. Like a good size skull, mm -hmm. especially considering that bear was six and a half years old. Um, so I would think those are pretty good genetics. Yeah. You know, because an old bear will grow to be, like if he doesn't have any pressure, will grow to be 15 years old. Yeah. And and not being heavily baited because, uh, or, or and, and a bush bear, like we're not talking, this bear isn't living on agriculture. No, it's not there's living no on agriculture. Oats. There's no fields, there's no oats, time, there's no barley for it to eat. So it's getting oats from us, but we don't bait in the fall. So it's really only getting like a super high protein diet that month of May. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then we're done and it's done. So it's, it's a... Uh, oats and stuff contribute lots to skull size, I think, yeah. in agriculture. And you'll get like smaller bears, bigger bones. And so the thing is too, I've seen, you know, 18 and a half inch bears, which is a good size skull. It's got to be 18 to be Pope and Young, but they have that big bear head look. So small ears, 
a lot of meat on their head. Um, and they've got that big bear look. Like big crease, ears off to the side. But they still don't crack 19. Yeah. But they may be um, a 9-year-old, 10-year-old bear um, that just doesn't have the genetics in the skull. Yeah. So what we see here, actually, we compared one to mine that um, scored almost identical to mine, but it was a meathead, mm-hmm. where mine wasn't necessarily a meathead. Mine didn't have the big crease, didn't have a big, huge chunk of meat up top. It did, but not like the meatheads that we see, where there was another one. The head looked huge, gigantic, and then once we got that meat off the skull, it actually scored the same as the bonehead, yeah. which was the one that we got. Yeah, it's like the same one that I shot last Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't there one for, of yours? non-typical that... Okay. This thing, like the head on it, it was just a massive pumpkin. I was like, for sure this thing is going over yeah. 20. Okay, yeah. And I think it just broke 19. Yeah. yeah, so that's a prime example. It was like what I think that is, I think that's probably an older bear that continues to grow all that muscle meat, but the skull, he just doesn't have the genetics in the skull yeah. to keep growing Not a bigger skull. Bigger, and then eventually it starts to kick Because if you looked at the head of my bear, you would think it was a younger bear because yeah. he had big ears, yeah. but the skull was right at right around 19 yeah um so yeah it's very interesting very very interesting um so yeah and it's always exciting because you never know what the hell's going to happen when you set up a new bait yeah so we'll have but to let's see and and we don't have photos or anything for reference to compare this to but you know like all of john's bears like meatheads he, uh or no, would you no, say no 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 his like he's got two or three that John the Trapper. Right around 20 inches. That are like really big. <laughs> yes, yes. And each one of those, the brain cavity is all pitted. They're cracked. Yes. The teeth are really worn. Like they're obviously very old bears. That's right, yeah. But there's a point when the skull, like the, the skull gets to a point where it stops growing and then it starts shrinking. But yes. like the like the frame or like the chassis of the skull doesn't shrink. There's certain the parts that continue to grow. The brain cavity shrinks. Yeah, like the length continues to well, grow. They, the teeth. That's the right. Spine on the top. spine on top is... But what's also happening is the brain cavity is starting to get smaller. So okay, that spine yeah. starting to get more prominent, right? That's what it... Yeah, more and so prominent. It's, yeah. it's getting... It's not getting any longer or any less wide. Yeah. But like it's getting pitted and it's the bone starting to like deteriorate yes. inside. And that's when you know you got an old... An bear. old ass bear. And then the teeth, like we've got some... The teeth are gone, right? Yeah. Well, I that rug I just finished... Um, Last week with the orange teeth. Yeah. This bear had orange teeth. The guy sent me the photo of it. He said, I want the teeth just like this photo. So we matched it. Like beaver um, teeth. Yeah. Let's actually throw them up right here so you can see them. Just and stained. yeah. So we actually matched the teeth in the rug shell we did. And then one of the the big canines was just, there was nothing there. It looks like it was probably broken off yeah. just because the other ones were were fully intact. But um, we've yeah, seen them in the shop broken teeth. off. Like at the yes. bone, like those yeah. big canines, like just <laughs> that's yeah, and that's how that's yeah, gonna be a headache, man. Yeah, what it's does crazy. it take to break one of those though? A lot. Like those teeth are built. To yes. Chow. Yeah, yeah, but fighting and and I think barrels. Oh like, yeah, and, and beaver yeah. cages. Yeah, and they can do. But, like, you know, it's up to the bear to get his tooth in there and crack it off. Yeah. Really, right? But we've all seen it. I've seen bears fucking <laughs> chew on those barrels for an hour trying to get yeah. it open, right? Yeah. Well, and claws. Like, yeah, a lot of times when I'm skinning out paws, you'll find a lot of cuts in the fingers oh, yeah. and the toes and stuff. And yeah. You can tell somebody's been using, like, a metal barrel or wire or something. 
on their bait. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you see little cuts and stuff. But at the same time, a lot time, of claw marks too. At the same time, every single mature bear has bite marks in the back of its neck. It has claw marks and bite marks in all of its front paws. So that sow that I was working on today, that blonde sow, exactly what you're explaining. She has claw marks and yeah. and uh, and marks from teeth all along her, yeah. Every uh, her front arms does. and on her neck. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and you really see it when you're fleshing it across the, the razor wheel. Yeah. Because you just you see all those little marks. That's right. Because they're, they're scar. It's scar tissue, yeah. right? So you see all these little puncture holes. And they're it's, complete holes. And it's always on, yeah, yeah, it's always on the scruff on the back of the neck yeah. and on the front of their front arms. And you'll also see, if you're skinning a bear, next time you're skinning a bear, look closely on the front arms, the front paws. It's filled with thistles. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like right full of yeah. thistles on the inside in the meat. It'll be right full of thistles. And different animal but one thing i've noticed with cougars i don't know if you've noticed it but porcupine, porcupine quills yeah like i would say 90 percent of the cougars that we have that come into the shop porcupine have porcupine quills, quills somewhere. somewhere in them yeah a lot of times between the toes yeah and a lot of times in the under the neck yeah i've seen it in the ears like and, and the thing with these porcupine quills is they burrow right in and they go into the skin and in bed and then they just fester yeah and and like i've found them a few times that they're like obviously old and oh, for sure. they never deteriorate. Wow. They, they just get encased in that crap, right? Porcupines eat bark. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Today when I was pulling that camera, there was a tree that was knocked over. Oh, okay. And it was like stripped clean. Yeah. Wow. What the yeah. hell? Porcupines. I was looking at it and it was little just teeth marks you can see and it only took the bark off this whole tree. Yeah. Well, I found a shed once that was in a tree and the whole so that the frame was all there but it was only about as thin it was probably i don't know i'm gonna say a quarter, a quarter of an inch thick yeah. all the way around from porcupines just eating the whole thing and That's that was pretty neat the sheds pretty quick though. yeah, yeah. Porcupines, yeah. yeah squirrels are really bad at them too and well, the you coyotes, guys are they just pack them away. Yeah, you're eyeing up these apex My predator brewing. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. pretty. You've got a new craft beer for today's podcast. Eric picked it out. What do we got going on here, Eric? So we got apex predator brewing. These guys are out of uh, Yellowhead County. So Yellowhead I, County is yeah, down the road. It's just down the road here in Alberta, and uh, we picked up two. So one is the Mad Trapper. It's a Czech amber lager. I will take the Czech. And the other one. Is a White Raven Indian Pale Ale. Manny's picking up the check. Yeah, I'll try that that uh, Raven. There we go. I want this uh, Mad Trapper. White Raven. I like their uh, their cans. Labeling's very nice on this. Yeah, the artwork's great. It, it sucked you right in. It, yeah, so I went I went in to pick up another beer. Well, the name. Too, right? A different yeah, beer. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, this uh, this apex predator, it's just a lonely guy sitting in front of a log cabin. Looks like some antlers maybe sitting on the table in his Looks shack like there. Yeah, paradise. The man having a check yeah. amber yeah. lager. Guys, awesome. There we go. Oh, that's delicious. Yeah, this one will do. So like yeah, this, this tastes like um, it's very light though, eh? This one has a fruity taste to it. This one, uh, this one I might put in my my hydration pack when I go to the mountains. Yeah. So this is, <laughs> this, is this tastes like a, a light ale, right? Light ale. 
Yeah, pale ale. India pale ale. It's got a fruity taste to it. Well done, Apex Predator. Yeah, very good. I like it. Right on. So what do you guys think? First first taste. Very good. What does it taste like? It tastes like beer. Does it taste it like, like good beer? No, yeah. <laughs> no hints of beaver or anything no, in there? There's no overpowering. <laughs> I like I'm liking this label though. Well, this one this one's got a fruity taste to it. Shit yeah. looks like my next like tattoo. <laughs> If I drink enough of this, <laughs> maybe it will be. <laughs> well, there we go. I'm saying mine, uh, you know, it's got that pale beer taste, a little fruity. We're back. And we are back. So you're just up for a day or two, Manny? You going to tend to the horse? Yep, just tomorrow. Yeah? Just oh, yeah, least. I guess tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. I was gone Monday, Tuesday. I uh, was having some eye issues. Yeah, you gotta tell us here. We got Captain <laughs> Hook over here. So Jeez, I got Brody a bionicle eye. This, this like frog that <laughs> came into the shop. Thought he'd give it a lick. And I licked it, and I was hallucinating for a week, and it just didn't stop. So I went and got checked out. No, last. So last week and a half, we buried the quad in snow. The next day, my eye was very sensitive to light, and I'm like, oh shit! Now I've got you know. Um, you know, major sensitivity to light. It was giving me a bad headache. The next day, same thing. Wednesday, same thing. But Wednesday, then I started having issues focusing on my right eye. It would just like a sharp, sharp pain anytime I'd try and focus on something or I'd see light. Thursday, my eye was red. The same thing. Friday, it carried on. Carried on Saturday. Carried on Sunday. And I thought, you know, it's got to go away. Most eye things, you know, if you got an eye infection or, or an irritated eye, it goes away in a couple of days, a few days. But now we're on to day six. So day seven came on Monday. I came to work here, worked about half a day, and I'm like, you know what? I better go and get it checked out. Just go see what the doctor says is going on. Because I'm on day seven, and it hasn't gotten better yet. It's still as red as can be. It's it's a little bit blurry now through that eye. Um, sensitive to light and everything else. Went and seen the doctors here and they looked at it. They said, your pupil isn't expanding. Your pupil is stuck small. So I'm like, okay, well, that's not good. And they don't have an eye specialist in Slave Lake. So they had to send me um, a referral to Edmonton. So I was in Edmonton Tuesday morning and uh, seen a specialist there. And it turns out what I, what my body just created was this, inflammation of the eye it's called iritis and so you know i'm i know there's a lot of people that have issues with inflammation i typically don't um but some people have inflammation in their knee or in their shoulder or you know they wake up sore one morning or they have you know um, inflammation wherever and that's what this basically is but it's in your eye and what happens is the inflammation in your eye um, it puts a lot of pressure on your eye, turns your eye red, and then your pupil actually soaks into the center of your eyeball. So it's extremely small. So, uh, yeah, I heard this and I wasn't overly thrilled <laughs> and it was actually a lot worse than I thought it was. I thought they were just going to say, yeah, you have a shard of metal or a piece of wood or something in your eye yeah. and we're going to take it out, flush your eye. But no, I've got this iritis. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, how bad is it? And she's like, well, I usually see one person a day with this. It's usually worse in the springtime. 
I'm like, is there anything I can do so it doesn't happen again? She said, no, it's totally random. She said, if you have it, if this happens like every month or every two months, then we got to look into it. But she said, you have no other side effects. This has never happened again. She said, it's 95% of the time, it's just a one-off thing. So I'm like, okay. So uh, she gave me these eye drops and I'm taking eye drops every hour for the next month. Every hour. <laughs> I thought it was a joke when she said that. And she's like, no, every hour for the next month. Come back in a week, we'll reassess. Um, but uh, here's your prescription and there you go. So I'm on day two of taking these, uh, two and a half of taking these eye drops. And uh, my eyes actually feeling considerably better. So maybe um, like mid podcast. I, I can see through it. <laughs> well, don't tell the doctor, but I left the eye drops at home. Oh, no. um, don't tell the wife. Yeah, don't tell the wife that either. <laughs> don't tell anyone that. If anyone's listening, don't tell anyone who's, you know, related to me. But, um, but yeah. So, so uh, we got to get this eye taken care of because bear season is here, and we're hunting bears. You know, first week of May. So. We actually, my body scheduled it properly because uh, May 6th, I'm off of this shit. So come end of <laughs> April, I should be good to go. Perfect. Perfect. Right on schedule. Right? So, um, but yeah. yeah we, like, wouldn't, we wouldn't want you in a tree stand with a eye patch With on. a fucking, well, and that was it. So I, I told myself, my eyes fucked. Well, I got we a, get, I'm wearing like, an eye patch. NTN logo put on it. Oh, for sure, man. Well, no, I'd, I'd sell... Uh, I'd sell an advertising spot is what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I am wearing it old all freaking day. An old smoke. Yeah. 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 That fun. Some of my, some more hunting. Right. Nice. So, um, we'd find a couple, a couple, uh, sponsors for that. And, uh, if we had to, we'd get an eye patch yeah, and, uh, take the eyeball out. Yeah. Well, I just told him, yeah, yeah. So like zoom and everything built in. Well, he, he was, he was, I was looking at the, the black market already. He but. was going to the hospital. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go get my eye looked at. I'm like, well, you know, we could just take it out with a spoon here <laughs> and you could put a deer eyeball in downstairs. He's got a whole pack of them. So yeah, scary stuff, man. Your eyes, dude. It's, uh, like I wear glasses and, um, it's already a pain in the fucking ass living with glasses. And, uh, and then this, um, I'm just happy that, you know, the doctor said this is something they deal with on a daily basis. And she said, you know, you're going to go through this, this month of, of these eye drops and it's going to be fine. Man, this shit sounds wear, worse than COVID. So, do you wear glasses when you hunt or do you go contacts? No, I don't like wearing contacts. Um, the issue with contacts with me, at least like if I'm quadding and you get a piece of dust in your yeah. eye with contacts, man, it's yeah. such a pain in the ass or you're hiking through the bush, you get a fucking twig in your face, which happens all the time. Um, yeah, contacts are just a pain in the ass. Now, I wore them from the time I was 19 to 25. I wore them for six years straight, and they actually fucked my eyes up is what it was. I wore, I wore, First, I wore monthly ones. Then I wore daily ones because I couldn't do the monthly ones. And, um, yeah, they just they weren't good for my eyes glasses, at all. You must get that dust build up. Oh, I fucking just... hate it, man. The worst is in the wintertime when you got a, a face shield on trying up. to stay warm and your fucking glasses are all fogged up yeah. so my issue is is near like i have issues focusing near far is fine um so uh so yeah you know if they're getting fogged up i'll just take them off I'll, i can see fine but um but yeah it's a pain in the ass i tried getting laser they wouldn't do it because i had a scratch in my cornea and I had to get healed and whatever else but uh that was a few years ago so yeah, let's hope you're all we'll good. We'll see, man. We just got to get it go taken care of for now. But I was flinging arrows actually last Thursday when this, like in the midst of all this, and it wasn't really bothering me. 
and even now, like it's fine. Um, in the mornings is when it's really messed up because your eyes are closed for like eight hours. And then this eye's all fucked up. So you wake up and it's just, it's a blur in the right eye. It takes a few hours for it to adjust. But, uh, yeah. So I think we're on the the right track now. And I had that a couple years ago there. I had a knee injury. Okay. Just, uh, playing soccer. Yeah. That happened in, I don't know, like late May or something. Oh Yeah. And I was panicking. I'm like, shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sheep season is like months away. This better heal. Well, and that was the thing with me, right? Like I was on to day six, then day seven. And I'm like, you know what, man? Like we're in bear season right now. I can't fucking mess around here. We got to go get, cause this is, we live for this time every year. You know, this, we have hunts planned. We have hunts planned episodes planned to film. Um, you know, we've got a lot going on. So thank God I went in. Cause she, and that's what she said. She said the issue with inflammation in your eye, if the inflammation lasts long enough, your pupil will soak into the center of your eye. And that's how people, that's how you go blind. And that's what me and Eric were saying. Like it, it is nice. I don't like to rely on doctors. I like to, you know, take care of myself, you know, self-medicate if I got to, you know, take all my vitamins, stay active. Um, But in times like these, when, you know, you tried everything and things aren't healing, it's nice to have, <laughs> nice to have some professionals well, yeah, like point you in the right direction. That's what I said this afternoon, like, man, if we were hundred years ago, bye bye. You're there goes your, your eyes toast. Yeah, you know, it's just, just done. You're just a one eyed dude now. Yeah, yeah. So crazy. Like I never even knew there was such thing. I I thought I had this uveitis. I was on Google looking up freaking everything. Doctor Google. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, you have iritis. It's it's just like sort of like a spontaneous thing, and it's just inflammation in your eyeball. So. You ever had any injuries or gotten really sick at a camp, at a hunt camp? I haven't. Um, oh, I, well, I never had anything happen to me that affected me in camp. I broke a finger in the Yukon. Oh, did you? Yeah, that wasn't the greatest. Just taped it up. Some just, sticks in there. Just taped it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, just carved out a little piece of plastic, made a splint. I still have it. Um. Yeah, that got stepped on by a horse. That was no fun, but no big deal. It was just a finger. Um, I had a spider bite or something a few years ago that was that was quite the thing. And I have photos. I don't know if I'll put put them up. Really, eh? I got some pretty gnarly photos of... of Where I got, were you? So I, it was when I was guiding here in Alberta up north for moose, I believe. It was in the fall. And yes, it was in the fall. And so I had spent five and a half weeks up there. And, like, maybe week four, maybe week three, sometime, I got bitten on the shin by something. And it had to have been at night. Like, we were sleeping in wall tents. My bed was in the same place for a month. Yeah. So I'm assuming a spider got into my bag and bit me. And it bit me right on the shin, right where, like, the top of your boot laces up tight. So every day I'm putting my boots on. I'm tying my boots up tight. And all it is is, like, it looks like a pimple, but it's obviously a spider bite. I can see two fang marks. And uh, I dealt with it. It bled a little bit. You know, I squeezed it a little bit when I was out there. I didn't want to fuck with it too much out there because I was in the bush. So when I got home, by that time, it was two or two weeks old, something like that, and it had started to swell and actually bruise. And it, it had a huge bruise about the size of a golf ball. Holy smokes, man. Yeah, and it wasn't like an That's egg. A big it was like a circle size of a golf ball, okay, right? Yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. an egg. it wasn't it's like a, a goose egg, like yeah. a like a golf ball. But so it was about that big. It was you know three inches across, something like that. 
And you know, my mom's paramedic and stuff back in the day. I said, okay, you got to deal with this. Like, I'm not going to the hospital. Sit, fuck those people. I'm yeah. gonna, you deal with this. So she's like, well, what do you want me to do? I said, well, get a needle, get a knife, whatever you got to do, clean cut it. Cut this thing open. Cut this freaking yeah. thing open. Get it out of me. There's obviously something in my leg. Yeah. And it was the the two fang marks had turned into not quite a hole, but you could tell like a pore. Like you could tell it wanted to open yeah. and fucking puke something out. Yeah, yeah. So she started squeezing and I had to put like popsicle sticks in my mouth because it was all purple. And already bruised beforehand, just from the swelling. From oh, I don't know if it was from my boot lace being tight every day, or well, if it, was, it would irritate it. Part of it was day. irritating with pressure. Yeah. Um. So I would adapt and like tie my lace lower or whatever. But then part of it was just not being clean. Right. It was right at my sock line. Yeah. So I was getting like dirt and shit in it all the time, and like I would clean it, but it just sweating in it and shit all the time. So it was purple. Big fucking bruise. So she starts poking at it, squeezes it, and I didn't watch, but I could feel shit coming out of it. And then all of a sudden, this like rock came out. Like oh. this. Uh-huh. And it's like this little, it's about the size of the end of your pinky nail, size of your fingernail. And it was, I have a photo of it for sure. It was just this hard, calcified. I don't, I'm going to take a guess and say it was eggs or yeah, something. something. But it was, uh, it, it was like a foreign object that was in my shin. Holy and you know shit, your shin. Man. Like, I'm a skinny guy. Yeah. There's no freaking, there's, there's no, no space. There. <laughs> there's no space. Yeah. And it was right, right on the bone of my shin. And that's why it had swelled up so much. But it was a hard freaking rock. And as Holy soon as that smokes. thing came out of me, kept it clean for like two or three days, scabbed over. Swelling gone, but it got to a point where I like couldn't turn my ankle. Holy! I was shit. limping a little bit. Like it got, wow. got a little wild. But it wasn't. I mean, if I had been out there for another month, it probably would have got bad. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. And I still to this day, I'm assuming it was a spider. But yeah, I'm yet to have anything crazy happen. Yeah, knock in on the wood. bush. Well, like, I'm pretty sure every sheep hunt I go on, I see the helicopters come in. Pull somebody out from like two mountains over. Well, the worst thing that oh, ever really? happened happens to happens us. Every year, yeah, yeah. Wilmore's well, Wilmore's yeah. really bad for really, that. Really, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the worst thing that ever happened to us was just Katie throwing her back in the mountains. Yeah, and I was just like, Kate, whatever you can put in my pack, put it in there, and like, let's start walking yeah. out. Yeah. And we, we got to get our friend Marty on this show one day. Yeah, yeah. That guy has got some stories. He's done a lot He's of. He's had Jardia a couple times and. Yeah. A lot of backcountry mountain hunts. Okay. He's he pretty much almost dies every time he goes out there. Oh really? The, the one time he had what was it? He got beaver fever and he had food poisoning. All at the same time. From, Holy from shit. From a backpack man. meal. I'm not gonna mention which brand, but Really, eh? Yeah. yeah. He and he just made it. Like apparently he got to the hospital when he got out of the mountains and the doctor's like, You should be dead on the side of a mountain. I don't know how you even Holy made it. Holy smokes, man. <laughs> And it was just freeze-dried food? Yeah, he yeah. got it from freeze-dried Really? Food. Yeah. yeah. And emailed then, the company and everything, said, look, this batch was, was bad. Just giving you guys a heads up. And yeah. they made a big deal about it. He's like, man, I don't want to argue, or I'm not yeah. pursuing anything here. I'm just giving you guys a heads up that yeah. I got food poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> and he got, shit. And on top of that, he had beaver yeah, fever. Yeah, they tested him for just, Jardia, too. And from yeah. just drinking from the water out there. Yeah. Wow. So his, every, him and his buddy had Jardia, and Marty also had... Food poison. Yeah, on top of that. Yeah. 
Holy smokes, man. Ever since he told me this story, I started using filters now in yeah. the mountains. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes, smokes. a lot, well, the spot that we go to, the water's, like, we've drank out of it for a couple of years without filtering yeah. it and everything. But the first time we were out there, we were drinking out of it and everything, and then we hiked up the next day, and there's, like, 40 U's shitting and pissing in yeah. the stream that's coming yeah. down. So that's what camp. causes it? Well, what Giardia is beaver fever, and beaver fever is it mainly it comes, comes from, from the beavers. fecal matter of beavers, mainly but, uh, rodents. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, you but get it from other things. Though. But there's it's not just Giardia you should worry about, right? Like you don't want to if if there's any animal, human included or human especially, shitting or pissing in the water, you could get any number of parasites. Yeah. Oh, okay. That are really really bad for you, right? Yeah, and and. When it comes to parasites, they're not going to affect you. Like, it's so, parasites are sort of a longer-term thing. That's why they say, like, in a survival situation, if you're dehydrated, just drink water. Yeah. Because whatever's going to happen a couple weeks down the line doesn't matter if you're going to die of thirst. Yeah. Um, but Giardia will hit you fast. Oh, okay. Interesting. And Giardia is... I don't know if it's a parasite, but it's more... It acts like an Sounds infection, like it and it just is. hits you. And, okay. it, it, and it you can't hold water. Yeah, you can't You dehydrate yourself. You shit, you shit and puke till you can't anymore. So water filtration, what do you guys use for, for that? Do you guys have anything that you'd suggest to people? So I, I use now a SteriPen. Oh, you do? Yeah, I've had a SteriPen for a couple years. Okay. And oh, I remember that thing, the little UV. Yeah, and it's a UV yeah. light. And yeah. It's it's apparently it's it's proven, tried and tested, but a lot of guys use them. Um, they're so really explain how that works. So what it is, it looks like a big eyedropper, like a big. It looks like a big jug of eyedrops. Yeah. It's about as tall as this can. So it's just the size of a tall boy, and the cap comes off, and it still looks like an like an eyedropper. And there's just a light bulb on the end. And the whole rest of it's just the battery. <clears throat> and what you do is it's set for half a liter or one liter. So you fill your water you fill your water bottle up with a puddle or a swamp or a stream, whatever. And then you put the light in. And it has two electrode probes and they have to touch water. And then the light turns on. And the screen indicates like a ninety second countdown. And after that ninety seconds, your one liter of water is Really, and it kills ninety nine point nine percent of bacteria, viruses, wow, parasites, anything. Yeah, that's interesting. That and it's just I UV light, and you know they're a couple hundred bucks on Amazon, but you charge them. I never had one die on a ten day hunt oh, yet. Okay, and so you, do you bring an extra battery for it? No, no, it's uh, it's just charges with a micro USB. So it oh, okay. So same thing. I charge with charge anything else. Uh, battery bank. When you oh go. yeah, because I yeah. always pack camera gear and shit. Yeah. I bring a little one, but it's it's just enough to charge my phone once. But I bring a solar panel, backpacking solar panel too, so I'm I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucking prepared need, for to, everything. I've never need, met a guy as prepared for. I don't need to go back here. to the truck. Well, that's <laughs> like no before, need. like two months before a sheep hunt, you got everything laid out, and you pack it, and then four days later you're unpacking it mm -hmm. and looking at everything, weighing everything, packing it again, like. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild yeah when you really get into it yeah it becomes yeah. very addictive An obsession and, and your weight becomes i'm, I'm kind of like that with everything though like i'm 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 so i fine-tune my gear so much like sheep is a whole nother animal like when i go sheep hunting it's like 
it's as military style as my brain can be like to just get rid of everything you don't need Mm -hmm. because i tortured myself for the first couple years and like i seen photos of your first couple years and it was like just shit hanging off your pack and my my first year sheep hunting i was 82 pounds in my pack oh wow oh me too i was 80 80 last year i was 50 yep and there's some guys out there that are getting close to 40 pounds. Yeah. Really, eh? Yeah. And like it might it'll might sound crazy to some, but I literally take the center of the toilet paper roll out. Really? Yeah, I take tags off of everything. Yeah. I just bought a whole new a whole new knife because it saved me like a half an ounce. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It all it all adds but up. But it makes right? it that much easier when you have a sheep all down and you gotta haul that sheep up. out. Well, it makes you that it makes it that much easier to to go after the sheep for if sure he's that much further away yeah and that's where sheep hunting becomes expensive too because yeah. you know you have your lower end quality stuff your mid-grade and your high end mm-hmm. that high end like the, like that mid to high usually what changes is your weight it's a big like yeah. the quality is is the same is, just weight yeah, is really similar yeah but you're spending then like triple the amount to just cut your weight down a few ounces would you guys consider doing like a gear breakdown video Oh, absolutely. For your sheep yeah. hunting things? I've, I've done, done a one. few. Have yeah, you? It's outdated now. I'm yeah, mine's outdated too. I think it'd be a good idea to do something like that. Yeah. A lot of people would well, be Well, when we go on the spring hunt, we'll uh, we'll have to do some kind. Of, it'll be interesting to see what we pack. Because guys really will pull, like, yet. whether they're hunting sheep or even, like, you guys are going for bears. You know, yeah. guys will pull something, whether they're elk hunting, deer hunting, they'll, they'll get something out of that for sure. I've done yeah. posts on Instagram, too, of my gear laid out of, like, what do I bring on a yeah. trail cam recovery day, right? Yeah. I think I've done like a gear loadout for every sheep hunt I've done. Like I think I've done a video for every single oh, okay. year. Um, but then you know it just, just doesn't ever get anywhere. And then every year it's outdated because you just you're you upgrade yeah, something or you fine tune something, sure. right? Yeah. Like yeah. I got everything typed up too. I print out this checklist. Yeah, I've got a spreadsheet. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I like you I weights go over, and everything like, on I'm it. Checking yep. really, sure all eh? that's packed. And then I got the weights beside everything yeah. too, so I'm like, you know, this year I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna cut this, this, this. <laughs> do you yeah. do you cut? Do you count calories? Calories? No. Yeah. I got into counting calories. Oh really? And your don't, daily calorie. No, my suggestion calorie. is don't. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't. If you're an average sized man, woman, whatever, if you eat an average diet, don't start counting calories. Yeah. Because you you go on Google and it says. Oh, you need between 3,500 calories and 4,500 calories if you're working hard. Well, that's probably not true. You probably need more like 6,000 calories. Yeah. You're realistically, really, exactly. You're getting closer to 10,000. Realistically, you cannot, and this is the honest truth, you cannot put enough food in your body to maintain your calories when you're sheep hunting. So that's what I was going to ask. If you're what the hell are you eating to get 6,000 to 10,000 calories a day? You can eat. Whatever you can enjoy. pack, that's you light. No, 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 no. Calorie, no. whatever you can enjoy, oh, and get yeah. into your, into, yeah. yeah. So of the peanut butter, nuts yeah. Okay, good. yeah. Of the realistic food items, like yeah. you're not gonna pack a kit of Oreos in, right? Yeah. He might, but he might bring a baggie, but yeah. Whatever you can actually eat, like I bring a freaking chunk of salami. Yeah. He laughs at me. But four days in, he's begging me for a chunk of salami. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And it's because the so first so going to enjoy. The first year yeah. I did it, um, and like I really got into packing and doing this. I want to do this all right and do it really good. I just, okay, let's get into calories and food and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm buying, all of a sudden, I'm buying protein cookies and these special, whatever, protein bars. And I'm packing 
um, like weight, like workout powders, and I'm trying to get like I have to eat this amount of a trail mix every day, and I have to eat this for breakfast, and I have yeah. to eat this for whatever, and then I have to eat a mountain house or whatever on top of that. By the time you're in your second day, you have three days so worth of sick food. Of that that, well, stuff. and you have three days worth of food that you're never gonna eat because you just can't yeah. get it in you. Yeah, yeah. Like you just can't. You can't fucking eat it. My first few sheep hunts, I packed more food than I needed. And you, like I have like not no no word of a lie like three times more food than I needed. Oh, okay. Like three times, not twice as much, but like I could have lived out there for like a month on what I packed. In so for what's 10 your days. food weight? So your food weight. I think should I be eight pounds eight pounds of food should for seven, for seven days. days should be about a pound a day okay a pound and a half a day interesting total yeah now that's give or take right like uh, for me just to go through my food which is very fine like this year i figured my food out yeah i told myself you've got all your gear figured out finally um don't fuck around with the food Stop making all these giant ideas and these great, fantastic revelations I'm going to have to bring these awesome food items. Yeah. Just go back to the basics. Salami, cheese, some candy, trail mix. Candy. Oh, that makes such a difference when you're out there because this, like, hydrated food is yeah. so friggin' yeah. bland. And you're, nothing is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And your guts don't like it. Oh, okay. You're just not in the... Like, your body doesn't... It's not... Like, yeah. you eat some of these some of these dehydrated meals and you shit the dehydrated meal yeah, like oh, really? as you fucking ate yeah. it like it's your, no different your farts start smelling like lasagna yeah, like, mountain house yeah. like oh you had chipotle <laughs> chicken rice last, last night eh? It's like yep yeah and, and the it, amount of sodium like when you yeah. sweat your shirt is just crusty yeah, yeah. and you sodium. can smell it like you you you, yeah. you literally smell it coming out well, of your, body. your body's not used to it so it just cycles it right fucking and you through. need it like you need the shit that's in those meals yeah but you also need something like it's just like coming back to a campfire yeah like having a twizzler at the end yeah. of the night right yeah for sure it's just like having a beer at a campfire or yeah. whatever right it's just like it's a cherry on top it goes down smooth it makes you feel good that's like having gummies or or having like mr noodles for sure. Like instead of buying a mountain house lunch and then having a mountain house dinner, like pack two freaking one dollar Mr. Noodles. Mm -hmm. It's half Pretty the weight. Pretty light. Half the weight. There's yeah. no garbage, yeah. and you're happier because it's what you ate going at through home. high school at For home. Sure. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. right? It brings back some memories. Yeah. yeah, and it makes you feel comfortable, and it, it just gets in you. Yeah. And that that was my biggest problem with the food part of sheep hunting was like I brought things that I thought I should eat. And then when the time came, I couldn't get him. I, I couldn't eat him. I still cannot figure out another breakfast idea. I am so sick of oatmeal. Yeah, if you can, if so, it's, if yeah. any, if anyone has any good breakfast ideas, so like what kind of oatmeal are you talking? Video. <laughs> what oh, kind I've of tried. I've tried. Yeah, it everything. doesn't matter. I'm so sick of oatmeal. So I eat like, oatmeal every morning. So like, uh, like Quaker, Quaker yeah, oats yeah. or whatever. So you can get. Mixed berry, apple, cinnamon, peaches and cream, maple, brown it's sugar. So instant type packed packets. Oh, instant because yeah. they're super easy. Yeah, no yeah, garbage. for sure. Yeah. Um, and I always eat two to three packs a day in the morning. That's like one pack's just not enough. Like it's you might as well like sprinkle it in, like as a tea. No, pack it's or not. It's yeah, not, it's not much. Yeah, yeah. So, but I've tried like like all the generic kinds, but then they, now they have like these. I don't know, like cookies and cream oh, yeah, and like Dunkaroos or some yeah. shit. And like, and it, I just, I'm the same way. Like, what do you do? Who was it that was saying that 
there's sheep hunters now that just totally skip breakfast. Was it you telling me that, or was it I Mary? don't eat breakfast very no. like rarely. When when I went with you guys was the first time I forced myself to eat three meals every so day. So I've heard of guys that actually train themselves to go dehydrated and without breakfast. That's that's for a sheep hunt. Like they'll get their body used to that. Yeah. Oh, a lot of people generally that's what they're like. Um, like intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting. Yeah. You eat for six hours of the day. You choose six hours of the day. You eat whatever you want in those six hours. The rest of the 18 hours, you eat nothing. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen several articles now showing and proving that breakfast is not as important no, for as sure. they used like, definitely not. as our you know parents or whatever yeah. made it seem like it was. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I, I, and I've never been a breakfast eater, I've always been an early riser, like always up like late end of five o'clock, like 6 a.m. And I've never, ever been a breakfast eater. I can't eat until like 11. Really, eh? Like can't. Like I got into the habit in outfitting camp because it was like, well, you eat, you got to get up, you got to eat breakfast because then you might not eat till like three. Yeah. Then you're pooched. And that's the way I look at it. But now, like when I have a daily routine, like even going into high school when I was doing the same thing, getting up at 6 a.m., working out, going to school, and then like lunch is noon easy every day don't eat a thing yeah like not a thing and even today like i don't i i will not eat i'll drink water in the morning i'll have some vitamins and then i go to work and i don't eat till one or two and that's just i don't feel great by one or two so you don't like do you is there a reasoning behind that or that's just always been that's just the way now that now honestly now that intermittent fasting is a a thing, thing yeah and i know about it I give myself a little pat on the back for it. Because that's I've basically always, what you're doing. Yeah, but I've always been like that. And I was always told, you go to eat breakfast. You should be yeah. eating breakfast. Yeah. You're starving yourself, whatever. Yeah. But I've also, I'm 22 years old, and I've been able to eat any fucking thing I want at any time as for much sure. as I want, yeah, and yeah, I can't gain a pound. Way. Yeah. Well, I can gain muscle, and I can a, lose muscle, yeah. but fat doesn't exist on me. No. And that's my issue, too. And so that's why I eat breakfast, because I just try and take in as much as I fucking can. But, um, but yeah, there's a lot of talk about that intermittent fasting. And um, I guess if you're sheep hunting, that could be a huge, uh, a huge benefit, because then you skip out on breakfast. It can and it can't, though. And a perfect example is that hunt we went on this fall. And I'm not afraid to admit, this is a first. it was the first yeah. time... Where I was like wrecked. Oh really? Like he was worried about. In me. what way? What happened? Like I had bl- low blood sugar. Oh really? I I was waiting, like to look back and just see him passed out. I was waiting for the blackout. <laughs> and it wasn't. I wasn't too heavy. I wasn't. So did you I, have sugar? What'd you I, do? I wasn't. So what? What? What happened was, and we'll start from the beginning. Be kind of quick what about time this. Of day? Drank too much the night before. Well, we had a few oh, beers, really? but I I, <laughs> no. I didn't get crazy. Like I'm not a drinker, right? No, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> We, we, you know, we were hanging out. I had a good meal the night before and I just sort of did what I always do. Like I, I wake up, just don't really think about eating, get all ready. We had a few hiccups in the morning, but we got going. There's, we were right on time. Basically what we thought we did a bit of a scenic route, took a little bit of longer hike than we thought, but by about two o'clock in the afternoon, I just had nothing left. Like not, had you eaten anything? No, no, not eaten a thing. Yeah. So, and we were all tired. Like Marty was tired, and and you kind of feel like everybody sort of picks up on the vibe, the energy, right? Yeah. And we were all kind of tired when, until we got to that spot where you have a picture of me sleeping on my walking sticks. 
Yeah. Well, both of you were sleeping. We were both sleeping. <laughs> and so we stopped, and he's, funny enough, Marty or Manny goes, well, I got to have a cigarette. He's a smoker <laughs> at the time. So he stopped, sits down. He has a cigarette. Well, me and Marty both fall asleep on our walking poles. Mm-hmm. And after that, you guys kind of got nicotine rush. And Marty was all good again and took off. And from there on out, I was just, like, dragging behind. Like, anchor at my back. Like, just couldn't get speed. I would catch up to them and then fall behind. And then catch yeah. up and then fall behind. And it was, like, my pack wasn't too heavy, which is a very real thing. Sometimes you feel like, holy shit. My pack's just too heavy. Yeah. It wasn't that. It wasn't that we were gaining and losing a bunch of elevation because I was getting up and getting down just fine. It was just like I couldn't get over like five kilometers an hour. Like I just couldn't step on the gas. There was just nothing. And I'm very athletic, so I know what it it was. Like I was low blood sugar. So I started Mm -hmm. eating, but I knew I had to eat slow. So you eat too fast and you get a big sugar rush. And all I had was protein snacks, sugar snacks, honey stingers. Right, so it's lots of sugar. So if you do eat it all too fast, you're just gonna go way up, way back yeah. down, right? So I started just just popping like these gummies one at a time, making sure I was drinking lots of water the whole day. And then uh, yeah, we got to I don't know maybe mid afternoon. We stopped. I had finally had enough in me, enough water in me that I could have a real snack. And uh, and then after that, like I was still a little bit lagging behind. But we took probably, I don't know, half an hour, 40 minutes. And I just laid there and let, like, everything come back. Get all my blood flow back and everything. Yeah. And uh, and then next day, it was just like, hey, let's go. You're yeah. fine, yeah. My body cannot handle it wow. at all. Going, like, low calories. But you, you turned around to me at one point in time, and you're like, man, you got to eat something. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, you're such a freaking idiot yeah. man it's like three in the afternoon you haven't eaten yeah, a eaten thing yeah. and we just hiked our asses off yeah. like if any anybody has watched my sheep hunt videos i'm like i don't know how many scenes there is of me on the hike in eating eating yeah. <laughs> i'm well, always eating granola bars or something that was the story of our hunt it was just marty going are you eating again yeah <laughs> what we're is like halfway up the mountain i'm like hey we're gonna have to stop soon i need to eat yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, I find some hunts, like, I'm not going on anything like you guys, but, like, day hunts or, you know, three-day hunts or whatever it is. Um, some hunts I have to force myself to eat, and some yeah. hunts I just totally forget about it. And, yeah, yeah sometimes i got to force myself or I forget about it, um, where others, you sit down and you just want to eat all the fucking day long. My thing w- for that particular hunt, because that's very not me. Like, for me, I'm always very, like, I have a a checklist in my head yeah. all the time. And I'm always like, make sure myself check before so that I can check other people. And for me, it was just like, you have a job to do like film and like, just keep up. And I was maybe like a little bit intimidated by Marty and stuff. And like, you guys are fucking gone. Like yeah. Marty can hike like a motherfucker. Yeah. And I was just not, just not paying attention and just didn't have, and it was, it was the first time I really experienced like my my body catching up to me, and I'm yeah. not getting old, mm-hmm. but I'm getting to the point where like I can't not eat all day and get no, away with sure. it, yeah. right? And I used to be like that. Well, you're burning a lot of calories. Yeah, my first sheep hunt, uh, like I got the shit kicked out of me, and ever since then, that's when I like really started training. I train like just for sheep hunting, yeah. just for mountain hunting and like hunting season in general. Now okay, is what I train for, but. Like Eric and yourself, I get a super fast metabolism. Yeah. And through high school, through <laughs> yeah. high school, I was 95 pounds. Oh, wow. And 
before I started sheep hunting, yeah. I was 130 pounds. So one day I can be just like Manny. <laughs> just eat, man. Just eat? eat? Is that eat, all I yeah. got to do? Eat, eat, Kay. eat. <laughs> and lift. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I had to, I never ate breakfast or nothing either. Like even through high school, I'd have like a pizza pocket. Okay. Yeah. A day. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. And I'd be all right with it. Yeah. And then, you know, once I got to the point, I'm like, yeah, I need to start gaining weight. For sure. I started eating and eating and eating, and then I still wasn't gaining weight. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And then I really started studying. I got into, like, I don't know. I, I could pretty much be a personal trainer now. Oh, like, okay. I looked so deep into nutrition and everything yeah. now. And I was like, man, I'm still, like, 1,500 to 2,000 calories short a day. Oh, really? Yeah. I so need what to, was I need your... to eat 3,000 to 4,000 calories a day. And if you're actually tracking that, yeah. that's a ton of food. Yeah, it's it's... For Almost me, more for than me to do. bulk up, which yeah. is what I do over the winter. Yeah, interesting. And then I'll usually I kind of like maintain that. Yeah, through through spring and summer, and then sheep season hits. One mountain hunt, I'll lose like a seven day sheep hunt. I'll lose ten pounds. Yeah, like Holy that. Shit. And it's not water weight because your body's retain it keeps the water because yeah. your muscles are working. Yeah, it's it's the food in your stomach for and sure. everything. It's just you're just depleted of it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how much you eat when you're mountain hunting you lose weight yeah you can't keep yeah. up you're gonna be out it up. you're you're gonna be packing 80 pounds of food <clears throat> if you want to maintain your weight on a yeah shoot. you just can't yeah. do it and you're not really eating out of boredom out there either like you're you're eating because your body is telling you you, you have food. to well eat. and yeah. so anybody that runs marathons or does anything like that knows that like when your body's just in that state of like just doing work yeah it's not like at home, like, you know, when you get home and like, maybe you just finished a task, you're like, okay, I'm going to have a snack or something. It's not like that. Like your body just tells you, okay, food now, mm -hmm. but it also tells you no food now. Like you're not, I don't, we don't need you to eat right now. Yeah. And a lot of times that'll happen when you have downtime, your body's not up to eat mm -hmm. sheep hunting. And that's where it can be really tough. That's why it's nice to have. Like maybe a little bag of Oreos or like yeah. a thing of Twizzlers. Like, something you know you're something. gonna be happy to it's see. Like, well, here at least want. I can just chew on something. I'm, at least the taste is gonna make me want some more. Yeah, and, and like peanut butter or something like that, yeah. right? Because my body, all like pretty much nine months of the year, is so used to me eating so much and yeah. bulking yeah. that when it comes sheep hunt, if I skip breakfast, I'm screwed. Because my body is yeah. so used to For it. Sure. And that's where I was saying before, yeah. like some guys actually train their body prior to a sheep hunt yes to skip breakfast and run on low water for a bit but like two years ago we were in the mountains and we spotted some rams we bedded them down and my cousin and i were like hey next morning i was like screw breakfast we're getting up super early and we're getting up that mountain and it killed me halfway up i was done and i had to take my pack off pull a granola bar out i'm like i need something yeah for sure wow so 4,000 calories a day. <laughs> You're ready to bulk? Or? I'm ready to bulk. <laughs> yeah, three to 4,000 probably. Interesting. For guys that have fast metabolism. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's why if you start looking into it, like sheep hunting and tracking, when you're doing so much effort throughout such a long period of time. Yeah. You start counting those numbers and it's just so ridiculous. Oh, yeah. You're gonna so the best crazy. advice that you can give someone as per food is... Bring what you're going to eat and what you're going to enjoy. Make sure you have enough, and it's a fine line between enough and too much, mm -hmm. but bring food you're going to eat. Yeah. Don't bring food that you like the idea of. Don't bring food that 
has a high calorie count. Spring food, you're gonna happy to you'll be happy to see when you pull out you your don't, bag. Because it doesn't matter if you're packing it. Like we used to pack these fucking protein cookies, and we'd buy them from Popeye's protein in the city. And they were one pound cookies, or I don't know, 0.75 pound cookies. There, and all they were was whey, whey protein with flavor and like yeah. chocolate chips and shit in them. <laughs> but you, it would, no word of a lie, it would take you a liter of water so to good. eat one. Yeah. And there'd be all different flavors. So I thought there was a fantastic idea. You get everything from lemon poppy seed to mint chocolate chip to fucking snickerdoodle yeah. to birthday cake, whatever. But you'd have to sit there with a, a Nalgene full of water. And bite and drink, drink yeah. and chew. Then bite and drink and chew. And then it's just like you're eating fucking chalk. Yeah. And right. then you have one of those a day to be your midday meal. By the second day, you're not eating it. So no. why are you packing it? Yeah. yeah. Bring, what, yeah, you're, bring sure. what you're going to eat. But it's definitely not as much as you think you need. It's like how many not. times have you went on a family camping trip? And then came home still with a cooler full. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every just, time. Every you time. buy so much, dude. Yeah. You don't need it because you're not at home. Half the time you're, you're not at bored. home. Yeah. Bored eating. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you think yeah. you need all this food. But yeah. when you're out there, your mind is occupied. Yeah, You're hiking. Sure. You're listening to sounds. Your senses are on overdrive. You're, you're not surviving. Really thinking about food. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you, you never end up eating as much as you think before yeah. you leave on the trip. Interesting. And... The other advice I can give too is is hydrating your muscles before a sheep hunt. So what happened to my cousin actually one year, so we were both working out before we went. And then he quit working out for like two, three weeks. Yep. And it doesn't take long for your muscles <laughs> to push that water weight out. Oh, okay. And then we hit the mountains and he wasn't drinking enough on the way in. So his muscles are working, 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 and they're not getting the water to soak up. So he got super dehydrated. Cramps. Was up all night with cramps, with stomach pain and everything. And it was just because he didn't drink enough. Yeah. So either work out before you go on a sheep hunt, yeah. hydrate and get those muscles filled up with water, or you need to be drinking like three times as much as you think on the way in. Well, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't do any drastic changes. Like, if you are working out, don't stop working out right before you go. Yeah. If you're not working out, don't start working out right before you go. Yeah. Like, and I, I would, you might think, like, oh, I got a sheep hunt coming up. I wish I'd started earlier. I got a week to go. Let's hit the gym for a week solid before I go. That's probably not a good idea. Not like a couple of weeks prior, no. No, I, it's just not a good idea. Because what you're going to do is you're going to put yourself in a place where you're like, like an in-between where you, you know, if if you hadn't worked out at all, you would have just gone with the capabilities you had. But you kind of give yourself this false sense of confidence, and then you can actually like hurt yourself sure. or put yourself in a position where you you screw, like you end up all cramped up, or yeah. you tear something, or you're injured because you were pushing in the gym a week prior to going on a sheep hunt, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, you got to get your body used to used to it first. Yeah, yeah, that's the, definitely the highest recommendation is. Don't, but then don't fit, fitness not also isn't everything. No. no. Mental. Mental. I'd, yeah. I'd say, yeah, your mental capabilities is your most important. Well, your yeah. brain will quit a million times before your body will quit. Yeah. Your brain will quit every time because mm -hmm. yeah. your body doesn't have a choice to quit unless your brain tells you to, right? And you're used to all that comfort when you're out there. I'm not going to lie. Like, day four, I am craving McDonald's. <laughs> like, no tomorrow. <laughs> 
Day and four is when wait, my switch yeah. flicks. You always oh, really? wait for that one guy to fucking bring up a baconator. Baconator. Yeah. And just everyone's just drooling <laughs> all day. Oh, I can't wait to get out of here so I can have a baconator. That's my go-to. Right on. Yeah. Every time we get out of the Wilmore, it's first stop is McDonald's. Yeah. We hit McDonald's, we go shower in the hotel room, and then we go to Mr. Mike's for another meal. <laughs> Mine's nice. always the Wendy's Baconator. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, my my I'm opposite to you though. My number by day four, I'm like, okay, I live here now. Yeah. I'm happy with You're this. Settled in and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I'm good to go now. But the beer, like I always bring I always have beer at the truck. Yeah, but that, beer, that beer's a, for winners. We're, we're good beer. Well, you've, you've, you've brought a sh- you have brought a sheep in before. I haven't. So beer's for winners. Yeah. <laughs> beer's also for lo- losers, but you don't deserve it as much. <laughs> That's true, eh? Right yeah, that beer will hit you pretty hard, too, when you're oh, yeah. in the mountains for a week. Yeah. You get out and have one beer, and you're like, whoo. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you guys are eating. Um, you just filled up your bear baits. What are you feeding your bears this spring? Um, all right bear now, baits tough to get across the border this year. Right now, yeah, I found that. Yeah. So I used the supplier last year, and they got pretty much nothing Yeah, this year. So... Yeah, I went kind of back to the basics. I just got popcorn. <laughs> popping popcorn? Spent a half a day popping popcorn yeah. and just some bulk dog food from Canadian Tire. Okay. And that's all I got in there right now. They love dog food. They, they do. It. That's it's like good. crack to them. Yeah. And I think I'll be just sticking with that this season. Yeah. And except for when we're sitting on the sits, oh, it'll be jello, jello powder, molasses, and vanilla extract. Jello powder, molasses, yeah. and vanilla extract. That's okay, you gotta get yourself some beavers on the sitting days. You get yourself. I some still beavers. have never used the beavers. Yeah, he's not. doesn't do. use beavers, eh? Try. You gotta use beaver. You have Man. to. So explain. If I can give anybody a hint on bear hunting, period, use a beaver. So why don't you use vanilla extract and jello powder on just regularly? Why do you use it on the days you sit in particular? It's expensive. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So you're yeah. just like I'll, I just get the stuff off Amazon. Oh really? You don't even buy it at the grocery store? No, it was uh, the Jello powder. It's like two kg bags. Oh, okay. That I get. I think it's like thirty bucks for two bags or something. And like you're that. just like, where are you and putting just it? Just a giant. Just throw it. Jug of molasses. Yeah, like I'll I'll spray the vanilla extract. You yeah. can buy that fairly cheap and bulk on yeah. Amazon too. Yeah. And I'll just do 50-50 of the vanilla extract and water in a spray bottle. Mm-hmm. Spray everything down, the barrels, the trees, and then just throw the jello powder and it just sticks to everything, right? Yeah. By the time you're done, it looks like a Smurf exploded. Yeah. <laughs> I guess And so. it smells wonderful. And your molasses, do you just get that from a feed store? Molasses? Also, I ordered that on oh, okay. Amazon. Yeah. Liquid molasses. Yeah, just a jug of it. And Interesting. Yeah, I just wear latex gloves. Glob it in my hand and smear it and all over smear it. Yeah. Did yours show up? Or? Yeah, I got a 55-gallon drum of Ooh. syrup. All right. I'm, coming, fucking, I'm coming by tomorrow. <laughs> a, a lot of syrup. And I, I cracked her open yesterday. And I don't know. You know, I knew I had a drum of syrup, but, you know, I, I opened that thing up, and, man, it smelled good. It smelled like pancakes and syrup. Like, it was fucking syrup. I don't know what I was expecting, but just the sweetness of it and... uh the quantity, yeah, because we can't. We have a tough time getting fryer grease this year. We always get it from our local fast food chains, um, 
but what happens is there's a lot of other guys that get it, and I think there's guys that actually pump it right out. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually talked to a guy that did that. Yeah. So. And um and so I think it was emptied, you know, well before I went and had to look there a week ago they or whatever. They use those like hand crank transfer pumps, eh? And they just yeah. stick it right in the top. Of yeah. Those and just pump it into pails. Yeah. So, anyways, can't really get that right now. So, uh, so yeah, I ended up getting the syrup, and I think the syrup's gonna be key. Because there's a lot of it. And even if I bring a five-gallon fucking pail each time and oh, yeah. pour it on the fucking buns on the ground. And um, it's got good smell. It's sticky, right? So they'll track it everywhere. Um, so, yeah, you know, I've got a ton of buns, an absolute ton of them. And then the syrup. And then I think I'm going to have another drum at each bait with, uh, with dog food or oats. That's important. The buns is a good filler. But they don't love be, the buns. Something, there's got to be some real. So, yeah, like there should be a filler and then some real food. And then yeah. like a scent attraction. Like the right? dog food and the oats is is a good is good for like they like it because well, there's a little more flavor as, to it. And it's, they recognize it as like like a protein. Right? Yeah. That oil or grease is what I'm missing this year. Yeah, it's good stuff. But it, it is good to usually put something sticky on the ground. Yeah, like yeah. you said, the bear will step in it and well, it'll drag it through the bush. That's the whole idea of the oil, right? And follows it back. Yeah, the oil just they just they love it. They roll around in it, and then they track it everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one thing I'm missing this year. But but your molasses kind of does the same thing. Your syrup oh, does sure. the same thing, right? Yeah, so you just gotta substitute it with something else. Yeah. And last year I tried Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, you guys I, were cooking I, up Jolly I Ranchers. Bulk Jolly Rancher candies, yeah, and we we're just melting them on a jet boil. Yeah. We just pour a little bit of water in there at a time as we just keep stirring and we melted it down. That was in the episode that we put yeah, out. And yeah, then that's we, right. We would just pour it down a tree and it would harden up in, in the tree bark, right? And you'd see the and bears the, come up and the lick bear it. The bear just be licking at it and <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And I had uh, a friend of mine actually melted them in a, just a little dollar store pot yeah and then kept it in there so he melted them down and then it went hard and then he strapped it to the tree oh really and the, the bear would just lick at it constantly really and he'd put it at a certain height too so then the bear would have to stand up and you can judge the height of the bear interesting when the trail camera goes off so i'm thinking about doing something similar but with yeah. a swinging tire this year a swinging oh, yeah. tire i'm gonna chain a tire up <laughs> At a certain height, and then I'm just gonna put a bunch of peanut butter or something inside the tire. Man, you will get some amazing video yeah, yeah, some cool of a bear fight. swinging on that yeah. tire. That's Bears a great like idea. Like, they oh, do. Absolutely. They get really entertained by the first stuff. bear bait I ever did. I only I only used five gallon buckets. Okay. So I hung them. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a, a sound cubs come in, and they kind of ruled the bait. But those cubs are in the buckets, hanging yeah. from yeah. them, and I had all kinds of pictures of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and they just enjoy. They just they're just playing For around. Sure. They just you cut holes in the bottom of the bucket. They just shake the shit out of them till stuff comes yeah. out. You got a bear coming in your bait when you're sitting there for a couple hours. A bear that you don't want to shoot. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. You get entertainment. Yeah, it's better than him just laying there yeah. eating the bit. Yeah, watching that's them cool, man. Gummy bears out of the, the, the tire wheels. A, a a good. Uh, it'll be neat if you got some video footage of a bear swinging around on that thing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping. Jeez, I've. I've been trying for the last two weeks to get this goddamn bait out this first one but we'll try again in another i think three four five days and i'm gonna go cruise around see if i can find another few spots but uh, i'm getting anxious and very excited to get out there for some reason i feel like i should have already had them out 
But then I was looking at our video from last year, and we never started baiting till April 14th. And there was a lot of snow then. We yeah, had to hike into the baits. So, uh, so I'm not, I'm not behind this year, which is, is nice when I see that, but, um, I like to be ahead of the ball as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so. a little bit behind. I, I, well, I but, feel, but you I feel though. behind, it feels but like we are. Yeah. We, we were aren't. talking about that today. Like I feel behind cause you guys are all doing it, but at the same time, like I haven't, there's just, nothing's given me like that kick to, it just doesn't feel like time yet. Yeah. I'm still waiting, like another week. Like it feels like I should probably start getting my shit together, but I'm not yeah. in a rush to go get barrels tracked down and all this stuff. They're, they're well, I've got lots of barrels there. for you. It's about I think a week ago there was a couple sightings. I seen some photos online of guys with trail camera photos at their baits, and that's oh, why yeah. yesterday I'm like, "Okay, I gotta go get this thing out." But it's still too early. Still early, yeah. I already had tracks go through mine too, so they're they're starting to get up, wandering around. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, right on. Well, let's wrap her up, guys. Thanks again for coming on, Manny. Yeah, man. I'm Good sure. I'm sure you'll be on again. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Next time, up. bring the horse. Just in the shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. We appreciate it big time. And uh, yeah, if you aren't watching, check out our YouTube page. We've got all these podcasts up on uh, the youtube page so you can watch them we're putting some videos tying uh, tying them into the podcasts and uh just trying to keep them a little more exciting and whatnot so yeah well hopefully we got more to look at the things to come right yeah is you know i think we said that in the last podcast that you know we're approaching a very exciting time of the year something we look forward to every year and uh we're gonna have a lot of action this spring my eye is healing up (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna be able to see (laughs) Uh, you guys got, you know, some exciting hunts planned and, uh, well, and with yeah, this style awesome. of podcast in mind, you know, we should be taking some video while we're out and about for the podcast specifically, for sure. right? There's no reason why not. Yeah. And that's sort of what we had planned. You know, once we, uh, start, you know, start getting into some more hunts again here, we will, uh, you know, talk about them on the podcast and then we tie in the videos and, and everything else. So they're going to be, uh, going to be exciting and, uh, Yeah. Keep following our social media pages, and uh, you can see what happens with uh, our bear baits when we have bears yeah. coming through. Um, I think Eric still has a hunt or two available. Yep, still some black bear hunts available. Spot and stock. Spot and stock. Yeah, yep. the same zone you killed your color phase bears last year. Yeah, And right across the highway from where I killed mine. Yep. So great zone. Check that out, Primal Adventures. And you guys got the power to comment if there's anything you want us here yeah is there anything you want us talking about do in that the future just comment down below and let us know do that yeah 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 we uh we haven't mentioned that in a while we used to always say that and we used to have guys comment yeah. but we haven't in a while so yeah if you have any suggestions yeah. uh send us a message or a comment below or whatever and uh, remember um trail cameras were conoco outdoors the scout cellular trail camera we've been using them now for i think six months or so or maybe a little bit longer than that and uh, they work great we convinced the guys to give every one of our followers 15 percent off um, the scout hd trail camera 22 megapixel camera 1080p video have you used the video on those ones yet uh no no no, no. couldn't so, afford yeah. to on the wolf bait this yeah spring, you spring had the ravens coming. that's yeah. right so we'll get some good footage of them but yeah if you want to get a trail camera check out reconico outdoors use promo code non-typical you'll get 15 percent off that and uh yeah let's wrap her up Here's-